Hello and welcome to episode three of the Cultivate Sydney Relapse Edition. We are covering books that I wrote, narrated, and did improv music for in this episodic audiobook podcast. So, if you haven't checked the previous episodes of Cultivate, you might want to because we're getting into the thick of things with Logan, the protagonist within this book, who is having creepy scenarios happen, reminding him of the infamous 420 drain case where his ex-girlfriend was murdered, and a creepy makeout session he had at the back of the bar kind of related to this, and his roommate and his new the roommate's new fling don't really kind of buy the speculation he's having, and Logan's not too sure, but Logan also overthinks things. And that's where we left off from episode one and two. So let's dive back into the story and find out what happens next. Chapter 3. Unlucky Number The hangover masters Skip and Janet. These toddlers struggle to put on their footwear, both almost losing their balance. My sneakers are still on from last night. All I need is some fresh deodorant and mouthwash. Done and done. The two overcome their issue and we leave the apartment, emerging onto the brisk mid-morning streets. My mind is still locked onto that body and the Vicky lookalike weirdo. My punctured wrist is staring right at me as we walk, reminding me of the 420 draining with silent words. Skip and Janet don't notice my sour mood. They're both far too infatuated with each other, interlocked arms, smiling, talking about bands, music festivals, and Skip's crazy life stories. Janet is easy to look at and lightens the mood. Plus, Having a girl around raving about the few accomplishments he had is a major ego boost. I know Skip well. He will enjoy the praise for a couple of weeks and then get bored of her. Moving on to the new conquest. It's the same pattern time after time. We hike down 82nd Avenue, White Ave. Some people call it the heart of Edmonton for its culture and activity. During the day, it's a buzz of action. Performers, local shops and families, while at night, it's pure chaos of drunken baboons. Like nowhere else, it offers a taste of the city's most eclectic grassroots formations. That's what I've been told anyway. I grew up out east from Deep River, where nothing is going on, and the only form of entertainment is to vandalize, throw rocks at shit, and snort the pills from your mom's medicine cabinet. I wasn't the type of kid any parent in their right mind would hope for. At the time, I didn't care when my parents shouted at me to focus on school, learn social skills, and work towards post-secondary education. I wanted to make music. Looking at where I'm at now, though, I think they were right. Sorry, mom and pops. We pass the Empress Ale House and the auto repair shop. There are a few cops and the white pickup truck behind crime scene tape. There, on the truck bed, was where Vicky Smith, aka the headless girl was, who wasn't the one I met last night. The cops are with a presumed detective by the open driver's door. Vicky's body is long gone. A part of me wants to tell the cops about the girl I made out with. I stopped the crazy idea. Plus, the police have records about my drug abuse and the trouble I've gotten into. I don't think rambling on about weirdo is a good idea. Oh, yeah, that's something I didn't mention. I've had several incidents with the cops thanks to the other reckless cokeheads. Right, there's also this one time with Emily that involved us throwing cutlery and plates at each other. I think she grabbed a knife at one point because I was gripping a broken beer bottle, all bug-eyed. The neighbor called the police. 
I can't even remember what we were yelling about. It was probably something pointless, considering both of us were coked out of our minds. Emily didn't take drugs often. I certainly enabled her to do them with me. She was kind of a gal that latched onto her boyfriend's interests and hobbies. It's kind of shallow, I suppose. I'm rambling again. I could be blowing the whole Empress Dumpster weirdo thing out of proportion. It was just a lookalike I met last night. Skip is right. I need to let it go. Lots of people look the same, especially the gothic style with pale skin, black hair, and bangs. It's a classic. Seeing a dead person, then seeing them alive moments later, not so classic. Skip and Janet don't have any interest in the crime scene other than to say, that's fucked up. We carry on, and they continue to blabber to each other. To be honest, I'm not paying attention. One question does catch my attention. Janet asks, Where's your guys' next show? Next week on White somewhere, Skip says. I clarify as Skip can't keep track of that kind of stuff. Just off it, actually. Agent Gorilla, Saturday. That's so cool, Janet says. I went there for a birthday part. As always, my head derails elsewhere. Too far away to care about surface-level small talk. My brain is continually weighed down by my poor life decisions and by Emily. Yes, this creates a substantial lack of self-worth. I'll never openly admit to anyone. Hell no. I hate appearing fragile. When you expose your weakness, people use that as ammunition to strike you down when they want something. I'll keep this realization drowned in any way I can. We pass blaring horns, hot cars, trucks, families, shoppers, you name it. All in a hurry along White Ave doing whatever it is they think is so important. In and out they go through the trendy shops while others pose for social media by the historical buildings. The three of us make it to the diner. It used to be an old brick hospital. Inside the salmon pink walled interior, we find the hangover crowd as per usual at this time. They all look as wretched as we do. Blank faces stare off into nothingness, thinking about last night's mistakes. We're seated by a small booth. Janet and Skip scooch close together as I sit facing them. We order coffee, eggs, bacon, hash browns, and toast. Janet gets no meat. Go figure, she's a vegetarian. I slurp down the coffee while Janet keeps babbling. How? How? Maybe her talking is like my head chatter. It can't stop. It's a one-way conversation like my thinking. On and on it goes. I'm finding school pretty tough, though I don't know if it's for me, Janet says as our food arrives. Maybe I'll get back into waitressing. I wasn't so stressed and the money was okay. What do you do, Logan? I've been chatting this whole time. I really don't know who you are. Hippies. Janet is way too friendly mixed in with her youthful enthusiasm and naivety. When the world knocks her good, she'll wake up to cynicism. Right now? I ask. Yeah, school or work? No school. That's not for me. Right now, I'm in the middle of a career transition. There's another lie I tell myself to avoid working. I'm a rig pig, oil worker, because the money is easy and that's all our province has. It's great until oil prices crash and everyone gets the boot. Same, Janice says. I thought this school thing was the right idea because it's what I believe in, but maybe I'm not good at it. What are you taking? I ask. Alternative energy technologies, like solar energy and best practices to use renewable resources. Those seem like big words for her. How's that? Well, I really like it, but it's all I do. Sometimes all I want to do is go and have fun. 
This is a rare occasion. I'm kind of envious of you boys, Skip says. Living the dream, aren't we, Logan? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I say with zero enthusiasm. I need to get my shit together. We devour our brunch, chat a bit more, pay up, and hit up White Ave, where snowflakes trickle down from the now gloomy sky. Janet groans. Ah, can you believe this? It's only October, Skip says. That's Edmonton for you. Great. Well, I'm hitting up the farmer's market before studying. You boys want in? Totally, Skip says. You in, Logan? Might as well, I shrug. It's not like I have anything else to do other than to get home. Skip and I usually write new music on the weekend. However, those days morph into drinking, smoking weed, and playing video games. We can do that later. Off to the famous old Strathcona's farmer's market. This place is great for tourists or people like Janet. I don't give a shit about the sustainable stuff or the support local nonsense. It's for people who have money and want to feel good about themselves. I'm just scraping by, man. We reach the massive brick and steel warehouse complete with green roof shingles, entering to find a sea of people that put the diner to shame. There are the same self-important people littering here as they were White Ave. Hundreds of voices, people talking, others are shouting, babies crying, screaming. It bounces off the open space, enough to give anyone a headache. Well, just me. Everyone else seems pretty happy. Just like I was the only one that saw the Vicky lookalike weirdo last night. No, bad mind chatter. My fellow Skip and Janet, moving slowly through the assembly line of people like a factory of consumers. The aisles are too packed to go anywhere else. Stop, go, stop, go. Chit chat, this is so much fun. We make it to the end, where a live three-piece band is performing banjo, tambourine, and a harmonica. A small audience is bobbing their head along, smiling and dropping some coins for a tip. The music is not my taste. This is small-time stuff, not like us. We're going big if we can get our shit together. I lost Skip and Janet. Ah well, I'll find them later. A booth catches my attention. It's covered with foliage neatly organized and hand-painted ceramic pots with black and red floral designs. These plants end in black flowers with red vertical stripes. Their dark stems twist down into the soil. They're nice if it's your thing. Definitely exotic looking. Why does this booth catch my eye? Well, it's managed by the short old man whose scruffy gray beard hangs several inches past his chin. He has this goofy straw tan colored sun hat over his head shading his eyes. His ashen skin is wrinkled to the extreme. It's safe to say, this guy is ancient. Now, what gets me is his hands are cupped together inside a black trench coat made of leather and velvet. This trench coat is awfully similar to the weirdo last night. Is this a clue? Emily. My obsession. Magnetizing me to the plant vendor who is chatting with some gym rat chick. She's intrigued with a couple of angled buckets filled with seeds. She reaches for a tray filled with samples examining the black seeds, each with a single red stripe. The old man speaks with a thick Scottish brogue, exposing his stained teeth. They are a rare seed found in Scotland and some regions of Ireland. His voice is deep and husky which makes him sound even older than he looks. They're a cousin of another... robust species. 
I handpick these ones myself from the farm owned and operated by my family for generations. We have mostly stayed up north in the cooler regions, but recently we decided to move down south to share the nutritional benefits of our seeds and plants that we have known for centuries. Please, try a seed. The gym rat pops one into her mouth, chowing down. Wow, delicious. I'm glad you approve. My family line has cultivated these seeds dating back to the 15th century spice wars. We arrived with many of the other settlers from Scotland during the discovery of Canada, taking these rare joys with us. Curiosity gets the better of me, and I point to the second bucket, where there's an almond-sized seed. It's a darker tone. I ask, is that an almond? The old man places his hand on the bucket, showing his blister and dirt-covered brown fingernails. Not quite, he says. These are found up north on my family farm, all naturally organic. The gym rat says, I'll take a bag. Amazing what you can find at a market, I say. Yeah, wild stuff. She exchanges cash with the old man. He turns to his cash box exposing his neck covered in tattoos of black swirls and stems. There's some scarification on the line work. The piece runs up past his ear and disappears under his hat. Laurel designs. Something that seems to be another trend recently. A little odd on an old man. They look like the dumpster gals from the bar. This can't be a coincidence or a fashion trend. It's not like I know anything about design, but this is too weird. I've got to ask him something about it. The old man gives the gym rat change as she snags a handful of seeds, ready to chow down. The old man speaks. Ah, but be careful. Do only take 13. 13? Let your stomach adjust. 13 is all you need from this superfood to feel a revelation. Let a couple weeks pass before you have more. Really? I'll do that. Thank you. You're most welcome, and do share the extras with your friends. Thank you, I will. The gym rat leaves, leaving me with the old man. How may I help you, sir? He asks. Nice tattoo, man, I say. What else could I say? Hey, your tattoo and jacket matches a girl, maybe dead, who I made out with. No way. I beg your pardon? The old man's smile switches into a stone-cold frown. The tattoo of the plant stems? I saw it briefly. You got scarification too, eh? Yes. If you don't mind me asking, where did you get it done? Back home. Does it have any particular meaning, or is it just for looks? You ask a lot of questions about one's aesthetics, the old man says. Fair enough. One more, though. You know a girl named Vicky Smith? I ask. Is that not the girl they announced on the news this morning? Yeah, they found her in the back of some truck. You know her? Cannot say I do. Why do you ask? Never mind. Doesn't matter. Cool tattoo though, and awesome plants you got here. Would you like to try some sample seeds? The old man extends his hand to the sample tray of black and red seeds. I insist. Might as well, I say. It was free and probably significantly healthier than the frozen TV dinners and takeout my diet primarily consists of. Thirteen is all you need to start feeling the revelation, the old man says, 
He takes a fistful of them and drops them into my palm. I provided an extra 13 as a token to your interest in better health. That's a bit dramatic. I pick out 13 with my free hand, examining them closely. 13, hey? That's all you need. I point at the brown seeds. Can I get some of those too? The old man says. Try these first. They're better for a hangover. I must look bad. Alright, I say, while popping 13 seeds into my mouth and chewing. The outer shells crack the moment my teeth press down on them. I chew for a couple more moments, enduring the bitter yet sweet taste of the pasty innards before swallowing. What's with the number 13? I ask. A precise number we have calculated through generations of usage. What do you think? Not bad. A little bitter, but like no revelation. The man chuckles. <laughs> of course, you've only just eaten them. Give it time to work through your system and cleanse you. Do take the others in two weeks if you feel nothing, or feel free to share. Truthfully, I want to ask him some more questions, but I'm unsure how I can get him to talk about his tattoo. He doesn't seem open to the idea. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Like Skip says, I need to move on. As Emily said, I need to get my life together. Eating some rare superfood seeds is a great start. The new Logan starts now. He has to, or he'll end up nowhere. Thanks, I say, waving goodbye and stuffing the seeds in my pocket. Anytime. Do come back again. The old man takes a slight bow. Weird. Weird and weirdo. Again, maybe I'm reading into this. Skipple wrote me back into reality. I merge into the sea of people, squeezing through the assembly line to find Skip and Janet. They didn't get too far, surprisingly, and I catch them closer to the entrance. Where did you go? Skip asks. Just checking out some old guy with plants. Find anything good? Janet asks. I pull out the seeds from my pocket. So-so. Got these sample seeds. Too bitter for me, but go ahead and try them out. Janet's eyes widen with excitement. Oh, I missed that. Are they GMO-free? GMO my ass, Skip says. Hey, no, it's important. It's kind of a buzzword, Skip says. No, it isn't. They're bad for us. How would they feed everyone then? Ah, great. I don't think Janet is someone we want to debate this with. Seriously, these arguments go nowhere. To end it, I say. GMOs are bad, we all know it. Thank you, Janet says. Listen to your smarty friend over here. Whatever, Skip says. I say, these are grown on his farm. They're healthy. Wow, Janet says, taking the seeds from me and popping them into her mouth. Mmm, these are so good. Where did you get them from? I point to the far end of the warehouse. Through a sliver in the crowd, the old man is standing behind his table. His arms are tucked into his coat, sun hat shading his face. He's looking in this general direction, but for whatever reason, I have a gut feeling he's looking right at me. I say, some weird old guy over there. He said those 13 should keep you going for a couple of weeks. Okay, good to know. This had been so much fun, guys. Let's bounce, Skip says, clearly bored out of his mind. Working some songs, eh? Sure, ma'am, I say as we leave taking one look back to see the old man is still gazing in this direction. Shivers run down my back. 
I'm unsure why. He's unsettling. Weird and weirdo. Floral designs and dark attire are both on the old man and Vicky Smith. No, she's the lookalike. Skip and Janet will think I'm nuts. They're right. It has to be a coincidence. Still, these new pieces resurrect my interest and deepen the mystery of Emily's death. In the end, these are vague connections. There are no solid facts and only my story. I've been down this rabbit hole before with no closure. Like before, who is going to believe an unemployed ex-druggie? Well, that is a creepy chapter. And it, like I said before, it just keeps getting more and more. So now Logan's connecting more parts or pieces to the grand puzzle of the 420 draining where his girlfriend was killed. And is it real or is he making it all up? That's the whole point of the book. We're going to find out in episode four. Now, if you want to jump into the whole thing and just can't wait, do grab the book in audio, print, or ebook format on all the major distributors like Audible, Amazon, or check out the Patreon where I continue to have new short stories every month and uh, other goodies. So thank you very much. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Ciao.